Hooch is a bad dog. Then he's a good boy. Then he dies. This is spoilers. <laughs> this is spoilers. Dead boy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Brett. Uh, we are reviewing the crap. What year is it? 1989. 1989. 1989 classic Turner and Hooch. Well, it wasn't a classic. The critics didn't like it, but it was a box office uh, hit. So, you know, what do the critics know? Um, so this is uh, Brett. Like I said, I'm recording out of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I'm your host tonight. Let's see. Um... Let's go around, let's go from east to west, and let's tell me your favorite movie that has a dog as one of the top five or ten main characters. Let's go, who's the eastest? Mikey. Yeah, I'll go first. My name is Mikey, I'm recording from Goshen, Indiana. Uh, I can only think of one, Air Bud. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so maybe I need to come up with a new question. Um, what is your favorite Craig T. Nelson movie? Hmm. Oh, well, uh, Poltergeist is really good. But oh, yeah. I like his TV shows more. I like uh, Parenthood. Parenthood is a really good TV show if you've never seen it. I've seen parts of it, yeah. Yeah, he's really good in that. All right, cool. So that would leave Josh still, probably, because he's on the outskirts of Goshen. <laughs> This is Josh from the outskirts of Goshen, um, the metropolis that is Goshen. Yeah. Uh, favorite Craig T. Nelson, definitely Coach for me. I watched yeah. so much of that when I was a kid. Uh, good cast. I would love to revisit that TV show someday, but it's still pretty good. Um, as far yeah. as dog movies, though, Brett, uh, 101 Dalmatians, the original, Classic. the original animated. Nice. If that counts, it's not live action. Yeah, definitely. Dogs. No, definitely. I felt just felt stupid after Mikey said he could only think of one, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it is just one." Why did you feel stupid that Mikey could only think of one dog movie? <laughs> Why? Well, I, apparently, I <laughs> didn't give a, ask a very good question. I thought. Well, I was thinking of live dogs, not animated dogs. No, it could be any kind of dogs. I said it could be you know main character. I mean, the main literally the main character of the Hundred One Dalmatians is Pongo and Purdy. Could you choose Snatch just since they say digs a lot? Dag. Dig. You could probably say Snatch. That's a pretty good one. So let's go with. Uh, thank you for those both those answers. That was awesome, uh, Stevie. Okay, so Brett, the question was my favorite movie with dogs. Yeah, favorite movie with dogs, and then uh, as a bonus question, uh, favorite Craig T. Nelson TV show movie. Yeah, the dogs. Uh, they're like a main character, so it does not have to be live action. Oh well, I mean, definitely Air Bud, because that is my favorite courtroom drama scene of all time. <laughs> which is, I think, how they should do family. So that's how they should do family court and dog court. Is they should literally put yeah. either the parents and the children in the field, or the dog, Equal the dog distant. and its owners, and whoever it runs to gets them for life. Like that's how that type of ownership court should go. <coughs> but um, let's see. Also, favorite Craig T. Nelson, The Family Stone. That movie is an awesome Christmas classic. That uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, that movie is fantastic. Never seen it. Dirty Steve Dermot Moroney, he's the best. <laughs> well, Josh is a fan of that. Uh, let's go with Pappy now. 
All right, this is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, favorite dog movie? I'm going to go with Comedy Central Classic, uh, Best in Show. Oh, I feel like yeah. that was constantly on Comedy Central. And then uh, Craig T. Nelson movie? Uh, I don't have, I'm not going to pick a favorite, but shout out to, I think he's two, three movie club now. Uh, Mikey said Poltergeist, and he's also uh, Mr. Incredible. So check out our episode on Incredibles, too. Okay, so you heard Pappy there. He does not like Craig T. Nelson enough to name a favorite, so... Um, sorry, Craig. I can't pick a favorite. I love all of his <laughs> Devil's work. Advocate. Um, my favorite dog movie with, I guess it'd probably be Turner and Hooch, I guess, but, um, and Craig T. Nelson, Coach was always really funny, so, and Incredibles was good, so I'll go with that. I could name a few more if, so I could stay on brand of me, but I'll move on. Um, let's get into this super complex it's movies about as complex as kiss kiss bang bang so <laughs> just hold on tight we'll get through it uh the setting is uh cypress beach california which is not a real city um i should have asked Corey where he anyway so uh we're introduced to uh scott turner who does someone want to kind of describe what scott turner is like at the beginning of the movie how we kind of get introduced to him well, I know that he's not getting the big R very much. <laughs> so, um, he's pretty anal retentive. I have that written in my notes. Yeah. He's OCD. Yeah. Mm. What is the very first scene? It's got a pretty classic uh, shot here of like super duper close up of Tom Hanks face going side to side, 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 side. Young and, Tom Hanks. He's only yeah. like 33 at the time. And and then he like sticks uh, the clippers up oh, his nose. Clean in his nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate doing that. Well, Brett, there's a heck of a montage throughout this whole movie. This movie is uh, one big montage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you realize that, but there's a lot of them in this one. It's probably the greatest montage ever. Yeah, I think, well, this opening montage, you just see that he's a neat freak and his house is all packed up. We can't tell right now if he's either leaving or or going, or if he's uh, moving in or if he's moving out from uh, his house the way it looks right now, but... He's got everything packed up. He doesn't look like he's settled right now. Yeah, I was going to have someone could have led into what we find out next. But yeah, um, he's basically uh, he's he's bored with the small town life and the small town police work where there's, you know, the biggest crime is jaywalking and stuff like that. So he's actually going to be transferring to Sacramento, the big city. Um, and he's going to be replaced by Carl Winslow, um, who just is just. Loves to play cops. Uh, his name's David Sutton in the movie and Reginald Vell Johnson. I mean, the movies he's movies and TV shows he's cops in. Turner and Hooch, Ghostbusters, Die Hard, Die Hard Two, yeah. Family Matters, Family Matters, Three Movie Club, maybe something else too. If you read into this movie pretty closely, this could be like Brad and Gwyneth Paltrow before they moved to the big city in Seven. Yep. So Hooch, yeah. Hooch kind of prevents them. They even talk about dogs in Seven, I think. Like, oh, we got these big dogs out back. Well, <laughs> Turner and Hooch was a huge influence on Seven, obviously. Definitely. <laughs> Clearly. I love that uh, old lady's warning when she hands him the the cupcakes or whatever. It's like, don't get shot don't in the big shot. city. <laughs> <laughs> Scott! 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 I made some muffins for you to take with you. Oh, you didn't have to do that, Mrs. Remington. God bless you in that awful city. We're all hoping that you don't get shot. 
Was that scene exactly like from the room? Do you guys notice that? He's like walking down through the police station and like through the city. Oh, hi, doggy. And, yeah, My favorite cop. Everyone has like their classic meeting, just like uh, what's his name in the room. <laughs> oh, hi. You're my favorite customer. I love you. See you later. Hey, doggy. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but I can, I can see it now. That's pretty funny. She hands him the mushroom. Wait, not mushrooms. She hands him the muffin. Mushrooms. Got Lord of the Rings on the mind. <laughs> okay, so. Um, he take he's taking Carl Winslow around. I'm gonna I guess he's, I'm not gonna talk about him that much, but I'll just call him Winslow. Um, they go down to see Turner's buddy Amos Reed and Hooch. Can uh, Pappy? Can you describe maybe both of those characters a little bit? Just give them a little background of what they're like when we first meet them. Oh yeah, Amos is a total uh, Pappy character. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> lives in Squalor. Yeah, he uh, feeds his dog beer out of hubcaps. Uh, his dog isn't uh, well cared for, apparently, like we learn about. But he, he, I don't know, like what his job is. Is he like a fisherman, or he just like lives, lives on the docks? A dockman probably just lives on the docks. But I, I yeah, I don't know. Does he have a lot of trash around? Maybe he's a junkyard, or has a. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And well, and one of the most terrifying stunts of the movie, I think. Doesn't Hooch like grab onto Tom Hanks's neck? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, th- yeah. <laughs> the throat. Yeah, he, he puts a little pressure on, but not enough. Yeah, that's. I, I don't know. I don't know how actors do what they do sometimes. Like, I don't want to say the word, but you know, like Daniel Stern in Home Alone said he'd get the spider on his face, but he said he'd do it one time because he was terrified of him. So, like, the scream you hear in that movie is like really him screaming. So. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to be paid a lot of money to do this kind of stuff, which I'm sure they were. He has a mark on his neck throughout the rest of yeah. the movie. Like, it mm-hmm. actually scraped him or whatever. You know, those method actors. Dog, they have makeup for that. So anyway, so oh, Amos is complaining about the noise coming from a place called Boyette Seafood. Um, he's, you know, they pretty much just take it as like the ramblings of an old man. And Hooch, you kind of get one of the... Uh, Maybe the most iconic scenes from this movie is the slow-mo of Hooch running at him with the jowls and slobber and everything like that. So, I don't know. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, as Pappy said, he's not very well taken care of. He looks like he's, like, bloody and he's filthy and he probably stinks. And his diet seems to be pretty terrible. Can I just jump in there, though, Brett? Absolutely. One of my biggest criticisms of this movie, like... I don't have time for slow-mo dog. What? <laughs> the movie's an hour and a half long, though. It's not like it's... Well, let Josh speak here. Let's see what yeah, stupid... You're right, you're right. stupid have uh, the flaw. Stupid excuse he comes no, up th- with No, that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm 35 years old. I don't need slow-mo dog. I know what it looks like when they, like, shake off water and stuff. Like, just move at full speed and move the plot along. There is a lot of slow-mo dog in this movie, though. Like, an abundant amount of slow-mo dog. This, highlight the slobber. The way that Hooch photographs, I think they thought it would be like, look how weird this dog's eyes are. He's got a big jaw. I don't know. He has a lot I, of personality. There's nothing cute about that dog when he's in slow motion running. Like, it's odd frame to be like, let's fall in love with this dog. He looks terrifying <laughs> running in slow motion. I think that's kind of the point at first. They might go to the well a little too much. but right. I think he shows a lot of personality, but you can just show that in live action. Like This dog was actually a good actor, as weird as that is to say. <laughs> uh, I just didn't get anything out of the slow motion stuff. And 
further, does a dog really deserve uh, Space Odyssey 2001 music? Oh my god, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, why not play saxophone like the rest of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> that threw me for a loop hearing that music. That's just me, though. Brett did say something about this dog's eyes, though, and it has, like, human eyes. It's very <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. Something going yeah. on with this face. Brett, you have bulldogs, right? I have, yeah, I have two bulldogs. Well, okay, no, I haven't died. Uh, I have one at my parents' house, and, like, my dog in Fort Wayne is a bulldog. Just what? push your Instagram account. <laughs> what? What's it like having slobbery dogs? I don't have slobbery dogs. They don't slobber? No. Oh. My parents have dogs that slobber. My mom loves has Saint Bernards. Oh, but but they're dry mouth. They don't they don't slobber like hardly at all. So lazy bulldog dozer is the Instagram account, and I'm scrolling through, and to your credit, Brett, I don't see any slobber on this. That's a good boy. No, they just have trouble breathing. No, he looks like yeah, a good boy. He's uh he's actually one eighth bulldog, uh, one eighth beagle, so um he doesn't have a lot of the problems. Nice. So yeah, he just. He snores and stuff, but it's not like super loud. He's an awesome dog. Lazy Bulldog Dozer. Uh, Everyone follow. IG. Yeah. He's losing followers, man. What the heck? <laughs> anyway, so, I, yeah, I, I I take your... I, I mean, I hear you about that slow motion dog, I guess. Um, Could have been cut out. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, I don't know. But anyway, let's move on a little bit because... Brett, can I challenge you? <laughs> to what? So, my dog was born on my birthday this past Tuesday, which I am super pumped about to get in 10 weeks. I challenge you, by the end of uh, next year, whoever has the most Instagram followers gets to stay on the podcast. What? Whoever's on the, whoever's on the lower end has to leave <laughs> for one month. <laughs> for one, one month? For one month. Ooh. Whoever's dog has more? Yep, whoever's dog has more. I have a head start. He has a lead. And that dog is a pug, bro. Good luck. I'm all for this, but I like this. <laughs> one month. One month, no pod. That's a vacation. That sounds pretty cool. I mean, we could just do a punishment movie instead. But uh, if you want to go, <laughs> okay, punishment I like movie. That. Let's do punishment. No movie. spiders or ghosts. <laughs> Unless it's Ghostbusters, <laughs> <Bylaws>. spider ghosts. <laughs> the scariest of all uh so you want to do the second one or do you want to do the the crazy one what's everyone else think let's do the punishment movie i like that we'll do that then i'm i'm air i'm shaking your hand over friendly handshake to brett challenge accepted let's go all right all right cool so uh i can't i'm gonna pick so many crazy movies for you so (laughs) what Hey, Mikey, what turns up on the, a local beach? What is found by some random people? Well, there's a little boy who ends up finding uh, just, uh, what is it, a, a paper bag or a, like a Ziploc bag of like 10 grand 8, on the 000, beach. Yeah. yeah, and his mom calls the cops and is like, she calls, well, first of all, what is what is Tom Hanks? Is he a cop? Yeah, detective. 
He's an investigator. People treat him like he's like a thing. library cop, yeah. though. It's really strange. <laughs> I don't know. The fact that he's like relegated to the docks only is like pretty weird. <laughs> it's like he's <laughs> been demoted and he's only working the crappy areas of town. <laughs> the PR is our jurisdiction. If you watch a lot of movies, though, a lot of bad stuff happens down at the docks. Like, it's a True great that. place. <laughs> well, it's like, no, duh, it's pretty dead, Tom Hanks. Your job is pretty dead. You work the docks. How much crime is possibly happening on this two-mile well, radius? That's why and he's what leaving. were those two felonies? I'm curious. What's what? So, what were those two felonies he was keeping in his <laughs> in his desk? I'm real curious about that. Bicycle those. stealing from the high school. <laughs> Violent dog on dog crimes. Oh my god, Michael Vick. Ooh, <laughs> topical reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so he finds eight thousand dollars. This little turd kid. He's like, "That's my money." So uh, they take it in. Kind of have to skip ahead a little bit. We're got a little sidetracked there. Um, so we meet a guy named Walter Boyette. Um, who's a local seafood magnet, if there is a thing in a small town, but um, <laughs> a titan of industry. So yeah, he's talking to a guy we'll meet, we'll see a few more times later, and they're asking about some random guy. We don't know who the guy is. Um, we just know that we he shows up to work, and the guy's like, "Hey, come in here," and the guy takes off. I don't know what he expected to happen, but the henchman chases him down and he kills him. Um, over on the docks. Uh, yeah, see? Docks. Serious crime. So that was the boss's daughter's soon-to-be husband making off with their wedding money? Right? Is that is that what it was? Is that what that was? Yeah, because the boss is complaining like, oh, I had to pay him 2000 for the the hotels and 400 for the ring. And he's like, I don't know. It's just like, makes him out to be even a little bit more merciless when he's like killing... Yeah. Soon to be family, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what the crime is in this movie besides Amos's murder. <laughs> it's, it's money. It's money laundering. Um, okay. they, I mean, we don't know that at, at the you time. Can't but keep money in blocks of ice, Mikey. That's highly illegal. <laughs> yeah, but can you freeze money like that? Not legally. Frozen assets. Oh, I like that, Pappy. <laughs> I think that was good. I don't know if the paper would necessarily freeze if it's in the right bag. I guess I don't know. I'm not a Phraseologist, so I'm not quite sure. So, uh, what happens after this guy gets killed? Who gets alerted of uh, the commotion that's going on in the docks? Hooch, 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 hooch. Well, Amos, the Pappy character, does first, and he's been suspicious, right? Yeah. And he kind of wanders out. And then it seems like a really big miscalculation to to murder an innocent bystander when there's a really good money laundering yeah. scheme going on. Like that was a huge mistake on the part of the uh, the mob. Yeah, but Amos also had a pretty big mistake, and this is a mistake I see all the time in real life situations and fake. Like, don't go and say, "I know what you guys are doing. I'm going to call the cops on you." Like. But that's the type of person he is, and that's pretty much why he got killed, Pappy. I think that's why he's they also would take that chance. Blackout drunk. Him and Hooch have been drinking whiskey <laughs> and howling at the moon. Yeah, drinking the hooch for sure. And he's like, "Wait here while I go get my dog to attack you." Yeah. That's when he gets stabbed. <laughs> he, does say, he says that, doesn't he? Yeah. I thought there's a decent piece of writing there when he was like, 
I, I've been seeing what you're doing over there, and that guy is interpreting it as he saw us kill that guy, but kill, really it's yeah. Amos and his ranting about hearing the noises and getting woken up at night and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm more of just in general, when people are in bad situations, they always be like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna tell the, uh, yeah, that's how people get killed. Like, show so, their hand immediately. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you, you get out of the situation first, and then you go tell on them. Um, so, I, I'm gonna ask Josh, he's the dog expert, what do you think of what happened, what Hooch does next? <sighs> he busts through the glass. Yeah. Who's Hooch busts through the glass, and this is like one of the big first like physical performances from Hooch, besides for biting down on the neck. But this is just a foot race to the gate, I think, and he doesn't quite catch up to him as we see kind of a Sam Raimi type of camera angle following the guy's heels all the way up to the gate, and he climbs over, and Hooch is not able to apprehend the bad guy. Yep, just doesn't get him time. So, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happens. Uh, here's where we get into the, uh, a thing, a cliche in movies that I don't like, a trope, I guess you, when people battle for, uh, jurisdiction. I mean, it's in mm. every f- cop procedural. It's in every movie. Kind of like you guys were joking earlier. He's got the docs and he's like, it's our jurisdiction. So they, he convinces Chief Hyde to let him, do the case because what is it? The city police or the county, the state police or whatever want to take the it? It's the sheriff's <laughs> department. It makes sheriff's no department. sense. Not only does that make no sense, I have no idea why RVJ isn't the lead cop because Tom Hanks is like, You ever been on a murder before? And RVJ is like, Yeah, I've been on tons of murders. That's why I moved. And Tom Hanks is like, This is my first one, but I'll take it. <laughs> I've seen too many murders. It's why I'm here. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess it's just in the script, I guess, but he lets him. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> that was what my dad used to say to us every time we'd be like, well, why did this happen? He'd be like, it's in the script. That was his answer to us. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So now we just always it's say that. It's in the Summerillion. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to give us any real answers or think too hard, so he just said that. <laughs> now I respect it, I guess. So he reluctantly agrees, and he takes Hooch. Is this where... They ha- oh, yeah, the, the dog catchers are trying to get him. And they're like, oh, sir, we do this every day. And then, like, they're just getting flipped around by Hooch. Mm-hmm. I think one of them goes in the water and the other one gets dragged. I think that one just walked away. Yeah, there's some real animal abuse going on here. This dog is getting knocked around. It's, all, it's, <laughs> knocked bleed, around it's like bloody, too, right? Like, they're. Yeah. This dog is, like, disgusting. It's, yeah. like, kind of off putting looking because <laughs> its eyes are seriously kind of weird looking it's got some pretty crazy looking eyes but i don't know it's got like a nice face he's kind of i can't explain it this dog his face disturbs me but he seems like a nice (laughs) enough dog where it's like oh i guess he'd be fun to hang out with i guess if he's as long as he likes you we had a mastiff um and it wasn't the same type but we had a neapolitan mastiff this is a french mastiff um they have weird eyes they really do like you you nailed it. They have really weird eyes, but they're really good dogs. And like in the movie Sandlot, that's a that's a mastiff. It's a bull mastiff. It's a the biggest one. But. Oh, great dog movie! Oh yeah, you're right. The, th- the beast. Can't believe nobody thought of that. But somebody all thought was Air Bud. Dude, all right. I'm just saying, dog court is incredible. <laughs> right. 
I think they, they probably have a TV show about dog court. They really should. <laughs> hey, million dollar ideas, TV. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll just skip through... He basically has a heck of a time getting Hooch into the car. And then they take him to the police station, and then he leaves him in the car. Because he doesn't, he doesn't seem to know anything about dogs, especially dogs like kind of Pappy said he kind of like a ruffian type dog. He's just kind of maybe not taken care of that well, but probably not like abused or anything. So mm-hmm. Brett, I will say that this section of the movie, and this isn't a rip on it, it's kind of unique in filmmaking because it takes him like 12 minutes of screen time to move like 25 feet. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? <laughs> yeah, but go ahead, take it a little further. Go ahead and talk about it. Just that whole scene of trying to get him in the car. I don't know. Just whatever you like about it or dislike about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like ahead. Josh does not like the pacing of this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. I honestly don't. I, that was not a rip. It was just interesting that it's kind of like a little bottle piece here for a little while while they're inside his house slowly get him outside tom hanks <sighs> takes over and it's just like him and the dog battling for like eight minutes straight here it's pretty crazy i think they're but they're trying to set up how unruly and how difficult he is to handle i mean yeah maybe eight to twelve minutes is a little long i watched this uh youtube video it's about i forget what it was called i, I wish i could plug it but it was like the theory of like monster cuteness and movie and basically it's like the cuter the animal or monster the less time on screen it takes to be endured to it as an audience so like gremlins if you've actually watched it like like gizmo isn't really even on screen as much as you think but like you need to spend i feel like a lot of time with a crazy ass looking dog like this in order to uh to fall in love with it interesting yeah so i guess we'll, we'll move on uh he chews the crap out of his car which as we kind of talked about i think they showed he, he's like proud of his car and how clean it is so this was you know one of the things to show that hooch is kind of taken over and then uh pap you kind of told me a funny story today about the vet why don't you go ahead and take what happens next oh so like before before he even pulls up to the vet uh my fiance tanya was like i bet he's gonna fall in love with the vet and then as soon <laughs> as soon as uh mayor winning him is that her name walks out i was like yeah you're right he's gonna fall in love with the vet but i call her leah thompson light okay that's who i thought it was but i mean she's she's like a pretty interesting character she seems to be more uh sexually mature than than tom hanks uh in a lot of ways she knows what she wants uh <laughs> She's the vet in town, and she's also got uh, a lady dog who who Hooch likes. Um, Camille. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, she pretty much just kind of she she berates Tom Hanks at first for not taking care of the dog, but then like at the end of the conversation, she's like, "You married? You have a girlfriend? You live alone?" And like Tom Hanks thinks he's like she's like hitting on him, and she's like, "Perfect, you should take the dog <laughs> home." And that's kind of. Yeah, because he wants her to keep Hooch. You're buttering me up. Well, I I just can't help but think that this dog is going to be a lot better off with someone like you than with someone like me, because I I don't know. Are you married? No. You live alone, then? Yeah. House or an apartment? House. Yeah, you have a girlfriend? No. Well, perfect. Perfect. Perfect for who? Perfect for Hooch. For Hooch? How? When you're home, he'll keep you company, and when you're gone, he'll take care of your house. You're lucky to have him. Basically, I don't know if I really mentioned it, but the reason Hooch is still a factor is because he's the only, air quotes, witness and 
you know, so they keep him. They're hoping that in a small town he could find out what's going on. So dogs can definitely see in 3D or 2D, right? I used to think no, but my, I mean, my dog barks at the TV all the time. Same. Yeah. My other dogs never did. So I don't know if it's because it's 4K or whatever. Evolution, but man. My friend Brandon's dog always barked at the up. Uh, his pug <laughs> always barked at the TV. So. Well, they have two eyes that are offset. So yeah, they see in 3D, but <laughs> is their brain smart enough? Incapable enough to like determine what's real, and I don't know. I'm just saying, my, my dog, dog plays barks PS4. at animals on TV <laughs> and like cartoons. Does it bark at like people? My dog got 10 kills on Fortnite last night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we kind of mentioned earlier Turner, he's a really structured man with a routine, and Hooch just being there is just really throwing him out of whack. Uh, I think he ties him up outside and he's trying to sleep. And I think Hoosh just keeps barking and barking and barking. And he tries to get him to shut up, and he never can. Is this when he brings him and takes him into the utility closet after a while? Yeah, this is a classic Tom Hanks screaming, yelling, yeah. yelling angrily. <laughs> he does it so well. I love the way he yells. Yeah, he's like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and where he. Definitely. Where he gets angry, but it doesn't sound angry to anybody. <laughs> so perfect. Just, that's a perfect. Yeah. Comparison, dude. That's awesome. Just kind of yelling into the night sky, <laughs> and his neighbor yells back at him, like "Shut up!" And he's like, "I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, Hooch. What do you want me to do?" He's like <laughs> pleading with the dog to shut up, and it's not working. What? What is it? What? What? Are you? If you're hungry, finish the hamburgers. You eat the buns. Mm. Eat the buns. You're not thirsty. You don't, you're not touching the water, the orange juice, crab apple. What, is, what am I supposed to do? Make you a margarita? I don't remember how he gets... What happens that night after he lets him in? Oh, he is, Hooch uh, walks in the door, but then he locks Hanks out on the way in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Tom Hanks has to crawl in through the window. The first of many scenes where we see Tom Hanks in... Tidy, Why? tidy blackies. Why? <laughs> There's so, so much, much underwear. Turner and a lot of taint. <laughs> lot of taint. I haven't seen this much taint since <laughs> Tom Cruise and Legend. <laughs> I'm just glad somebody got that. Okay. I mean, there's um, some unflattering angles in this movie with Tom Hanks in his black yeah. underwear. It's odd. <laughs> But it doesn't have quite the uh, fan following as Tom Cruise does in all the it right should. moves. It should. It should dethrone Tom Cruise's taint. <laughs> I've also never seen black tidy whities before. That was I've never seen the tactical tidy whities. <laughs> tactical. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna. He's a cop. He has to stay incognito when the lights are out. Um. So we get to another. I don't know. One of the. Classic, more classic scenes in the movie the next night. Turner goes out and buys a bunch of dog food and supplies and all stuff like that. And Josh, you're the dog expert on this. Why don't you tell us what Hooch gets up to? Why do you keep calling me the dog expert? What hey, the Stevie, hell? Stevie, why don't you tell us what Hooch gets up to here? <laughs> I can't because I cried. Really? Right here? Yeah, dude, I, I can't watch scenes like this. It literally like gave me the worst anxiety. You know what? I'm with you. I'm most, I use the same way when I see like teen angst movies where they're like destroying their trophies and they're like taking a baseball bat to their stuff. I'm like, oh, dude, don't do that. It wasn't just that. Like, I got anxiety watching Tom Hanks not buy that much and still spend $100 in 1989. 
97.55. Like that was scary. <laughs> I, yeah. Dogs are expensive, man. Go to someone else though. I can't talk about that scene. Josh, you want to take yeah, it? I, Brett, I wasn't rebuking you a minute ago. No, that's all right. I was just I had realized that I hadn't called on Stevie <laughs> in a while, so No, you're good. It's like the movie Chucky when he sees the nice guys and he's making the breakfast in bed for his mom. Chucky. And he walks across the floor spilling milk and eggs. Yeah. And just like stepping and grinding. Except it's a dog and it's ruining Tom Hanks' bachelor pad, basically. Everything. I would shoot this dog. This would not be a problem anymore. He says that. Doesn't he say I'm a sh- does he say to shoot him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love when he busts through the door, though, with his head. You might have to suspend belief a little bit, but... It's like Coven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Cujo. And how much money is Tom Hanks making as a library investigator to redo his entire house like that? A house that he's leaving. Cost of living is probably pretty low there. I don't Probably not. There's water, and it's California, so probably not. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> it's in the script. He's a hard worker. It's in the script. I like that. He's pretty meticulous. He doesn't spend much on other... Ninety-five Things. seventy-one in nineteen eighty-nine is two hundred dollars today. How? It's <laughs> a lot of dog food. That's a whole lot of hooch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's pretty funny when Hanks, when Turner's going through the house and he's like enraged, but like calm. Tom Hanks enraged, if you know what I mean. Like isn't he like kind of nodding his head like a psychopath when he's looking <laughs> at his records? <laughs> he's got these big old subwoofers that are just destroyed. He picks up, I think he picks up one of his records and it's just got slobber just coming right off of it. Yeah, so gross. So much slobber. We've established him as someone who likes to finish something that he starts. And in this scene, we see him half-heartedly cleaning a couple eggs, putting a couple erasers back. <laughs> like, he's devastated. <laughs> is This isn't the night where he gives him a bath, is it? I think it's the next morning. Okay. When he starts to turn the corner with Hooch. That's pretty funny. It always... Is it? I'm sorry. Is it the night he goes to sleep and he tells the dog not to come in there and the dog creeps in? Is that cracked me up? It doesn't matter. There. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was snubbed by so for so many Oscars. Um, let's see. Uh, where am I at? Uh, so Turner kicks. Oh no, Turner kicks him hooch out, and then uh, he goes to his girlfriend's house. Uh, see Camille and then they both come back to his house so he's like oh crap I'm gonna take them both hey you know maybe if I'm lucky I can unload them both on her which is his plan so he sneaks to Emily's house and they both go into the doggy door and I think this is kind of where Pappy's review takes place what was your your review Pappy uh hooch fucks is yeah <laughs> so um yeah that's what that happened there but as he's trying to leave, Emily catches him, and they go inside, and they have this really weird painting party, and they uh, kind of- This scene was terrible. I hated this. It was so I awkward. I thought they had pretty good this. chemistry, but yeah, it was definitely awkward. But uh, either way, yeah, I get it. Who is he- this movie for? Like, why- Is this for little kids? Because they explicitly, like, talk about sex and, like, humping the vet later on. The greatest line in the entire movie, by far. (laughs) But it's, I don't know. She grinds on his wiener. While whisking eggs. It was very erotic. While he criticizes her cooking. That was later. That was after they do it. There's a lot of jizz in this movie. Yeah, (laughs) just didn't unload dogs on her, I'll tell you what. (laughs) 
But yeah, I I can I can see it, Pappy. It was kind of awkward. I thought they had, I thought his flirting was decent for not having a lot of experience. But um, it pretty much basically brings up that he likes her, kind of. But she's he's leaving, so he's kind of just like, hey, I can't do anything. She seems to obviously like him as well. I don't um, want it. <laughs> so the next day, I don't want it. Tom Hanks takes Hooch to the precinct, and he does the old classic move where you put the leash. Uh, handle under the. Oh, that's not going to work on this dog. No. So, Mikey, what is what does Hooch see outside? Across the street is like what town, city hall, or something. Something of like that, or a church. Yeah, our church, and there's a, the wedding going on that we uh, talked about earlier in the movie. Because we got to remember that a crime happened in this movie. We've gone about <laughs> thirty-five minutes now without even addressing the crime. <laughs> Two men have been murdered. <laughs> yeah, we. I, at this point, I've totally forgotten that th- this was a cop movie. This is more of just a to- Tom Hanks and dog movie. Uh, but Tooch sees the killer of Amos uh, across the street. He's at this wedding, and he's just barking uncontrollably. And then he ends up dragging Turner's desk all over the place <laughs> inside the police station because he's just going nuts. Does that give you anxiety, Stevie? No, it didn't give me anxiety. What gave me anxiety was the fact, like, when he's, like, running out in the street and they're also chasing him, they didn't play The Heat Is On by Kenny Loggins again. There's so many movies that missed that song. That's, uh, that's Glenn Frey. Is it Glenn Frey? My bad. But they, they, need to, they need to play that song in every, like, chase movie to the end of time. It just makes sense. Yeah, it's classic in Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. Future spoilers pick for me, probably. Um, so, yeah, Mikey was talking about that it kind of just destroys the precinct. It gets outside. It chases him. Uh, the guy gets into his car, and they kind of hijack some little some guy's car, right? Yeah, it's like some high school's kid. I forget his name. <laughs> high school's kid. And he's got, uh, like, groceries in the car, and they're, yeah, they... Immediately ruined by Hooch. <laughs> yeah. The other weird thing about that chase is, too, is they're presumably going pedal to the metal because Tom Hanks says the car can't go any faster, but it looks like they're going 15 miles an hour. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> they don't catch him. Uh, I can't remember exactly how, but they find out uh, who the bad the henchman is, um, who's got the least. I would not expect his name to be this, but his name is Zach. So uh, this doesn't sound like a henchman, murderer henchman to me. Uh, his name's Zach Gregory. And uh, Hanks, this is a kind of a callback to earlier in the movie where we didn't talk about it, but uh, her, uh, Turner says that the murder on Amos seems like it was done by someone who's done it before. Professional. I don't remember why, but he didn't. The way hit, his lung was stabbed. A knife. It was uh, yeah, so. so he couldn't scream because it hit his long yeah isn't that a christopher lee reference something something stabbed in the back peter jackson (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yeah it all comes back to lotr (laughs) so yeah he's a former marine so now turner starts to think that amos was killed to cover up something and not just a random whatever uh sorry i'll try to get through this a little bit so turner uh he convinces his boss to get a, a search warrant for buoyant seafood. Um, he's pretty happy. They're like celebrating, but Hooch is really sad. And this is kind of the time where they show that Turner and Hooch are starting to, you know, kind of bond a little bit because Turner, uh, Hooch has only pretty much had one buddy his whole life. And it was that 
grumpy old man. So, uh, let's, Pappy, why don't you go ahead and tell us what happens at the, uh, when they serve the warrant at the seafood place. Yeah, I don't quite understand why they don't find anything. Uh, well, I guess Craig <laughs> T. Yes, Nelson you do. probably, yeah. Craig T. Nelson probably tips them off, but like Tom Hanks later says something like, they thought it was coming in, but it's going out or something like that. But anyway, yeah. they, they search everywhere. Like Tom Hanks is like poking lobsters with poles. Uh, the FBI is like looking under stuff and they don't find any, any money. So the whole search is basically a, a failure. Yeah. And that basically kind of co- coincides with uh, his three days being up and he's kind of getting ready to go. And uh, Craig T. Nelson takes him off the case and gives it to uh Carl Winslow. Uh, so Turner's pretty bummed that he can't solve the case. So he meets up with Emily and then, um, you know, they go back to his place and they have you know, a religious experience. Yeah. And then they were talking about the grinding and the, the dry humping where he's making eggs or whatever. Eggs on eggs on eggs. I don't remember what sparks him to have his Eureka moment. She literally threw his ass on him. Then he said, that's it. I don't know why that happened. Hmm, yeah. Is the whole thing that he just needed to have sex and clear his head and then everything becomes clear? That's the, the moral of every story. <laughs> superpower. So, yeah. Uh, well, it, it clears it clears the – yeah, it clears your brain up. So, he leaves in the middle of the night, apparently, and they go back to the, the factory and they do a stakeout. And this is had like – this was like always like my dad's favorite line in the movie. I think this is when he looks like – he says something like, it looks like you ate a shoe. And like the laces are coming out of the side. Is that when the slobber's coming out when they're in the car? It's disgusting. That can't be natural for that dog. Is that fake? Is that fake slobber? Because that is just so much. <laughs> I think that's real. I mean, CGI, dogs- bro. Oh my god! How how can how can anybody live with that? The only dog that slobber we had was the master. You're constantly cleaning up after that, unless you just live on slobber. Slick floors all the time. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what is going on. How could you live <laughs> with that animal? You just get a towel and wipe it off. It's like what my mom used to do to the Saint Bernards, and my brother used to do with his Great Dane. That thing is the master of the house at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brett, I think th- is that scene almost like Judd Apatow ish? Like it's almost like Tom Hanks just ad-libbing for a couple of hours in that car. <laughs> That's exactly what it was because I, I saw an interview with the director and he said it was all ad-libbing because you can't, you know, he was riffing off what the dog was doing. You can't write a script for the dog. Whatever the dog does is kind of where <laughs> Tom Hanks had to follow it. So I think you're, you're right. I don't know if they did the hours of Lina Palooza that uh, Judd Apatow does, but I think that's a pretty keen observation. They were feeding Hooch so many lines and he just wasn't using them. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot of jizz in this movie. A lot of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> All over that record. So this is where uh, the biggest crime since the beginning of the movie takes place where Turner illegally searches the factory again. Um which would almost certainly lead to a conviction being thrown out, but we don't have to deal with that, luckily. But he goes back in, and uh, Carl Winslow meets him with the bag of money, and he gives, he lets Hooch take a sniff, 
And then he goes and he finds the bags in the factory, which... I like how that's enough proof that the, like, how many types of Ziploc bags fucking exist in the world <laughs> just because... Yep, there's Ziploc. I think, it was, <laughs> yeah. I think it was to add to the fact that Amos said something was up. The guy was with Boyette. Actually, no, he didn't know that. But I, I don't know. He's supposed to... The guy, Zach, works at Boyette and he found that out, so... I think it's all just kind of tying in together. I'm, I'm with you. It's a very pretty weak, but I think he was looking for confirmation on his theory as opposed to finding any super hard evidence. But why is Zach alive? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like if the police chief is the head of this masterminding ring, why wouldn't he kill him to get rid of the, why wouldn't he kill him and just end it to say, Oh, we got him. And leave it at that. Like, why is Zach alive at this point? This seems like really poor calculations by Craig T. Maybe it happens so quickly. I mean, it all happens within like 12 hours of them finding him. and Maybe 24 hours of them finding him. And that's a good question. I don't even think I thought about that. He's Rambo. He's like a Green Beret, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, Marine. He's a yeah Marine. But that's true. That's, that's somebody you don't really want to... A, mess with, and B, that's the guy you want on your payroll. Yeah, if the head of police is paying this guy, and the guy you're paying Fs up, you're going to say, hey, we're going to have a meeting, clean this all up, bada bing, bada boom, done. Josh, is Craig T. Nelson as good of a guy as Brian Dennehy is in Rambo? Is that what you're trying to say? Ooh, that's a good question. He just wants to keep the status quo. (laughs) (laughs) Vietnam. So we're on the home stretch here, guys. Um, so I don't remember. Yeah, he goes. Turner goes to a place called Lazy Acres Motel, uh, which is where Zach Gregory is supposed to be staying. Um, he's interrogating the motel owner, and uh, someone want to kind of explain the next three or four minutes of this movie when he's talking to the uh, the motel owner? It's absolutely absurd. (laughs) Like, you said what he did before was illegal. He shoots his gun at a private citizen who's who's totally within his rights to not not be answering these questions. Like, Tom Hanks is going to jail at this point. (laughs) He's gone rogue. It's these very actions that got him promoted to police chief, actually. (laughs) Exactly. That's why he's painting the city at the end. But... (laughs) He gets snuck up on by what's the guy's name? Uh, Zach. Zach the henchman. <laughs> the sack. Yeah. And Zach. they they get in the car, and Tom Hanks buckles his seatbelt. Great move, by the, the way. The bad guy doesn't, and he goes like fifty miles an hour into a concrete wall, and the dude flies out of the windshield and somehow isn't paralyzed or dead after that. Hey, that's a good <laughs> stunt. That looked pretty cool. Because he definitely goes through the windshield, and he flies pretty far, and it's going pretty fast. So I don't know how they pulled that off without that guy dying. I think they just shot it backwards. <laughs> he jumped from the ground, <laughs> back yeah. into the car, and picked up all the pieces of glass and assembled them. <laughs> Plus, this scene is like kind of a teaser into our next movie that we'll be doing. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, the fix is in on trivia, guys. <laughs> It's, I don't know. It's definitely not. Um, okay, so this is uh, kind of a callback to the beginning of the stunt that somebody liked. I don't remember. Uh, Turner interrogates Zach, and Hooch has him by the throat. And uh, Mikey, why don't you give us some of the things that uh, we find out from Zach, the henchman, 
or at least a couple things. Scott uh, inter- interrogates Zach, and then he uh, reveals that Zach killed Amos, which yep. Scott's pretty bummed about because he was friends with Amos a little bit, and he's upset that he now has to take care of Hooch because of it. And uh, he also <laughs> reveals that Boyette is uh, in on this illegal money yep. trading going in on at the factory. Um well, yeah, one more big thing. You, you nailed you nailed two of the three big he things. Devils you said. down. Yeah, he, this is the part I don't understand. Is just the chief shows up and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm in on this too." <laughs> well, that's the thing that the Zach told him that Boyette was not in charge, so that kind of made uh, Turner think, "Well, who's who's got something that's who's going to be in charge of the richest guy in town?" So I don't remember exactly why the chief shows up. But they're kind of looking, they're acting like they're looking for Boyette, but uh, Turner's definitely suspicious of him, and then confronts him. Well, well, Craig T. Uh, breaks into the the fishing factory with with uh, Tom Hanks. Like, like they're gonna looking for Boyette. Scope out this thing together. Yeah. Uh, and then he eventually turns on him when they're inside the factory. So... There's a little backstabbing going on here uh, by uh, Craig T. Nelson, but uh, he ends up getting his comeuppance because Hooch, who was previously shot in a scuffle, (laughs) (laughs) bites him in the calf and then uh, takes him out. Well, Tom Hanks struggles with him with the shotgun and then blows him away. Man, you just went through like four bullet points in like 30 seconds. That was awesome. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) I could have made that a lot more dramatic, but yeah, I mean, the scene... Is pretty sad when Hooch is creeping up on Boyette and jumps at him and then gets shot. Uh, and then Chief just shoots Boyette, I think, and then tries to convince Tom Hanks to come over to his side, but he realizes that's never going to happen because Tom Hanks is too. Tom Hanks. Well, now, now you guys are making me think that he's not a very nice and honest cop because he's shooting his gun at people and. Doing illegal searches. It's not that he's not nice. He's just inept, Brett. Oh, yeah? Then why is he going to the big city, Stevie? Explain that. <laughs> because they had to get him out of there. He was shooting everybody every other weekend. Shuffling him around. <laughs> in the big city, they can hide that kind of thing. He was doing a two-hole punch in the top of his eight by 11 and a half. It's like a weirdo. But I have a, okay, I have a, I have Marks a, of a serial killer. I have a Stevie question, because I really want to know. Yes. Who is this movie for? <laughs> no one knows. Like, what age group? Like, when, because, like, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who we've talked about a lot, like, produced this movie. So, like, what do you think Love the, cats. the target demo was for this movie? <sighs> Strangely, and it's weird I say this, I think it was marketed for, I think it was marketed for families with young children, but I think the demographic truly was for 25 to 35. And it's really strange I say that because it's such a weird thing to do. It's PG, which surprised me. I thought for sure it'd be PG-13. <laughs> it's a Disney yeah. movie, but it was distributed under Touchstone. Touchstone. So it's like yeah. they didn't want to brand it as Disney, but it still has like – it's like a Disney movie with like an outer shell of like a more adult movie. But at its core, there's still that like all the Disney beats. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I say 25 to 35. This is like a movie that my parents would not have hesitated to show us when we were 
nine or ten, but it's like a movie that there's no way my brother would show his nine-year-old kid right now. So it is kind of confusing. It's weird. Josh, you're a parent. I'm assuming you wouldn't show your kids this movie. PG. <laughs> Let's go. I, I'm with you. <laughs> Buckle them up. You're, you're going to subject your daughters to Tom Hanks taint? Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, it's that scene where uh, Mari Winningham like grinds on Tom Hanks. It's I don't know. That's pretty explicit for a PG, I feel like. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's sensitive on my wiener. I like that. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. <laughs> Eureka. I figured out the case. He got the big Your R. Of the case. And that's how the character Woody was born. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's finish this off. Uh, so Turner rushes Hooch to the vet. And uh, this just... He's crying, he's he's devastated, and she tries to save him, but... Actually, you don't technically see Hooch dying, right? Because they want you to be surprised on the next scene, correct? You know he's dead. In my head, he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right, Stevie. You know he's dead, but at the same time, they try to kind of yeah. funnily trick you. Like, the last outro scene is, you know, this is going to make everyone laugh probably, but Turner becomes the chief of police... Um, you know, he gets rewarded for all of his illegal deeds. That dude should be in jail. Uh, David becomes the lead investigator. Good, good on you, Carl. <laughs> uh, Turner and Emily get married, and Camille's got uh some babies. Now, this is the time you had, you need to suspend your disbelief probably the most. But you see a bunch of puppies. I think it's what are they? Are they border collies? I can't remember. Lassies, yeah, lassies. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, collie. And Classic. Turner comes home and he's like looking through the house and maybe in the back of your mind the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, please, God, let it be Hooch. Tell me Hooch didn't die because they're talking about him. He's knocked the lamps over and he's been chewing on stuff. And then he goes into a closet and you open the door and it's baby Hooch. Aww. So where you need to suspend disbelief is, you know, that's not really how mutts work. But I'm glad they did it that way. Only God funny. can judge that. What are you talking about? You don't know how they're going to come out, Brett. Well, my mom's a dog breeder, but I guess... So how would they come he, out? They come out as, like, mutts, uh, hybrids. You ever heard, like, a cockapoo or a Chinese yeah. mountain and dog? And some are more towards Lassie, some are more towards the hooch. He's the hooch one. First of all, I think any dog that hooch is having sex with is going to die. I don't think any dog is going to shit. <laughs> Explain yourself. Oh, no. Mooch is a monster. <laughs> Why, Mikey? Uh, he's just, I, I don't think he's a very gentle lover. I don't think any dog would survive. Mooch <laughs> is love. A lot of cheers in this movie. <laughs> Definitely a family movie. So that is Turner and Hooch. And just a, a, a fun fact that uh, Pap and I were talking about. Um, Henry Winkler was the original director for this movie. He was fired after 13 days uh, from Stevie's boy, Jeffrey Katzenberg, fired him. My boy. And the quote that Henry Winkler said during uh, the Howard Stern show like 10 years ago is, let's just say I got along better with Hooch than I did with Turner. Oh, wow. That's hard to imagine. Fonzie and Tom Hanks fighting. They both seem like such like likable yeah. dudes. Yeah, it's, it's, it is really weird for sure. Uh, another side question. Is anybody here? Did you guys watch Scrubs? Yeah. Does anybody remember the Turner and Hooch gag? 
there's two doctors. There's a Dr. Turner and a Dr. Hooch and the uh, JD and Turk like mess with the schedule to get him to work together because they think it's hilarious. That's Turner and Hooch. And the guy who plays Dr. Turner is actually Jim Hanks, who is Tom Hanks's brother. Nice. So I thought that was pretty funny. And that is actually all I have. So um, we can do some final thoughts if you have them. I know let's peel this onion. I heard the layers is onion. I heard that they shot two endings for it. One where Hooch lives and one where Hooch dies. And they literally Mm -hmm. had a test screening. Like one theater had the one where he dies and one theater had the one where he lives. And that it wasn't so much that the one where he dies had a better cinema score. It's that it got a more visceral reaction. More emotional. Yeah. Do you guys think that was a good choice? I guess would should Hooch have died? Tom Hanks does not, I'll tell you that. <sighs> I don't think anybody wants to hear how I think it should have played I out. I do, I do. Yeah, let's do it. So in the beginning of the movie, when he's being like pulled into the vet, Tom Hanks repeatedly says, I'm gonna shoot you, I'm gonna shoot you. And I think it would have been amazing. If he ended up shooting Hooch on accident in the warehouse, oh, but he geez. lived. Holy fuck. But he lived. It would have come full circle because at that point, he would have gladly put that dog down and had no reaction to it whatsoever. But as the movie went on and his arc was coming full circle with the dog, if he would have shot him and been heartbroken, that would have been a good arc to end on and Hooch should have lived. Hmm. So that's just me. You know what? I'm glad Hooch died. <laughs> <laughs> I, But I agree. Uh uh, Tom Hanks should have shot Hooch, but he dies. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Tom should have been the one to shoot him, not Boyette. I honestly wasn't expecting him to die at all, really, because it's a Disney movie. Well, sort of a pseudo Disney movie, as we're kind of figuring out. But I didn't really expect that. But I don't know if it would have made the movie any better because we never would have got Baby Hooch, which <laughs> looks exactly the same. I'm pretty sure they just filmed this ending. Whatever this, they just filmed Hooch as a baby and then <laughs> decided to pick up production after Hooch was four years. Uh, Hooch was like nine years old. Uh, the fact that they got another dog that looks like exactly like him is pretty amazing. Unless it's just like his baby or whatever, but it's I don't know. It would have been nice to see like Hooch with all of his babies running around. Yeah, what I'm wondering about the movie is there a deeper association with Hooch and alcohol? Like, does he pick oh. up? Is this a euphemism for he picked up a habit from a pappy-like character and had to, like, kick the habit and <laughs> a girl helped now him through relaxed. it? Learn to love the habit. <laughs> That's possible. Pappy's learned to love the habit. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tom Hanks has said before that he thinks the movie would have done better if they if Hooch would have lived. Now, again, it was a box office it wasn't like a smash, but it made back, I don't know, five or six times its budget, so it That's did pretty smash. well. Because they show a lot of Miller Lite in this movie. Yeah, so, uh, Pappy, you got any more questions? I, was, I, I meant my to bring only, that up, but I forgot. Well, my only other final thought is that uh, a Brett movie has never received a no. Just wanted to put that in the ether. Bum, bum, bum. All right, so let's go ahead. Could be historic. Let's go ahead and uh, start with uh, East to East. Let's just start with the order I did this morning. Mikey. You know what? The plot is not here. But for some reason, that doesn't take anything away from the movie because it's more of just a goofy... It's just Tom Hanks running around with a monster. 
is what this movie is. <laughs> so, and he's getting into all sorts of hijinks. It's more of just like, uh, like a buddy cop. what kind of crazy stuff this dog can get into. I totally forgot that there was a crime in this movie until like the last 15 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought it was a, I, I thought it was a funny movie. I was laughing yeah. a lot throughout of throughout most of it. Um, there's uh, a lot of montages, uh, not a lot of like imperative dialogue that you need to hang hang on to every word or anything. So you can kind of space out while you're watching it, but. It's a funny movie. I don't know who it's marketed to at all. I mean, we just went through some of the more risque things in the movie, and I don't know if anybody at Disney really thought about that. Uh, but I'll give it a soft yes. I think it's... Uh, I, I don't recommend like watching it more than once. Uh, I just don't think it has that kind of rewatchability, but it's fun to watch Tom Hanks just play the part of neurotic guy he when he, he does that character so well and yeah him doing this with an animal a very big animal on set uh is like really kind of hilarious to watch so i'll give it a soft yes cool uh josh i have in my notes it's actually my last note tom hanks isn't good enough to save this film uh <laughs> I was watching this and I asked my wife, hey, what are those type of movies called where it's just like an actor kind of alone during the movie a lot? And she was like, a boring movie? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oof. But like, this isn't this isn't even Tom Hanks' like best movie where he's going solo dolo with like an inanimate object or something. Wilson! Like you got, yeah, you got Castaway, you have The Terminal. Don't. Don't. Don't say anymore. <laughs> Please don't name any more movies. So, anyway, um, I love the the reference to the big R though in this movie. Uh, there's actually a big R around here that I like to shop at a lot in Dunlap, Indiana. They actually call it Stock and Field of Elkhart. It's nice now. in there. Yeah, it's really cool. But, um. Ultimately, I'm giving this movie a yes, Brett. It's got just enough character <laughs> development with Turner and Hooch. Uh, ah, it's just... You, you got me on the heartstrings, Brett, because it's just a little quirky. And I don't like dogs, and I don't like dogs in slow motion. But this is the softest of soft yes. All right, cool. I didn't mean... I wasn't, like, trying to be... A I, you'll understand why I stopped you. I think everyone kind of gets it now. Say no so, more, uh, fam. Anyway, uh, Stevie? Oh, man. I've been thinking about this one for hours now. Jeez, this is going to be like the razor thinnest, softest yes I can possibly give. Like... Too much anxiety? No, it's just a thin movie. And I don't feel like there's like a high amount of rewatchability to it. Um, But... I really enjoy watching Tom Hanks on screen for some odd reason. I think he is just the dude. Uh, so got that juice. He's got it, man. He's whisking eggs and shit. Got that uh, juice. A lot of juice in this movie. <laughs> unloading dogs and unloading other things on the vet. But uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna say 
like like Josh said, this has just enough. And I do think the dog Hooch, I think his name is Beasley in real life. Yep. Um, was adorable. That dog seems adorable. And just actually, it's a really good actor. And I think for a lot of productions, working with animals is hell. Brett, did you read anything if Beasley was in any trouble on set? No, they actually had, I think uh, Pappy probably looked it up too. I think they had three other, they had two other dogs, but he was, no, he was, he was good. He was fun. Uh, he wasn't like an actor either. Like they bought him and they, tra- a guy trained him for the movie. So oh breakout role. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say soft, if, softest of yeses, but uh, it's a good watch. I just kind of wish they would have done the ending a bit different. Yeah. Cool, Pat. Well, first of all, I'd like to commend Brett for picking a very borderline uh, movie. We've all given Brett a lot of shit for his all yeses, and I thought he responded to that criticism really well and picked a movie that I'm ultimately going to give his first no to. Uh, (laughs) It's just, I I found that this is like the most average movie I've ever seen in my life, and the premise plays more like like a television show like a cable television show like a cop <laughs> and a dog who go around solving crimes like i guess it was made into a television show that that totally flopped but it's not a good enough movie to earn the emotional ending that it's trying to get to and i and like i think stevie spoiled it on our last movie kiss kiss came bang bang that hooch dies so i was like dreading <laughs> it and like i My cried bad. And I cry at, like, every movie now, but, like, I wasn't even close to tears. I was just like, I can't believe they're actually doing this. So I feel like if the big emotional beat doesn't hit, that's just enough to kind of tilt it into the no column. But there are a lot of good things in this movie. I like It's it's just fun to watch Tom Hanks. He's just an extremely likable guy, but he's not enough to save this movie for me. All right, let it be known to everyone that uh, Pappy is vindictive and he's doing this to hurt me because and I quote, it was a very average movie, but I'll give it a yes. End quote. Pappy quote. Okay, so <laughs> I um, rewatched it today and I had a <laughs> terrible yeah, time doing everyone it. Everyone knows. Everyone knows now. The streak's uh, over, yeah, Cal is... Ripken. It's done. <laughs> You're welcome. You're <laughs> through. You finally got your no. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, uh, I would say a solid yes for me. I grew up with this movie. Maybe that's the difference. Uh, I've watched it a bunch of times. I think it has rewatchability because as Mikey said it's just kind of hilarious to watch Tom Hanks yell. It's like he does like, such a good job at it. And I always thought the dog was hilarious. Like everything the dog did was funny and cute. So I won't spend any more time on it, but it's a solid yes for me. So why do people like Tom Hanks yelling but hate Leonardo DiCaprio yelling? It's a good question. Leo has an aggressive yell, man. Yeah. It's blood curling. <laughs> Leo I don't like to listen to it. It's it's off-putting. He looks like he's not afraid to yell at you and then throw a thousand dollars in your face. <laughs> Just get out of his way. <laughs> Tom Hanks will yell at you and then throw a typewriter at you. <laughs> Gentlemen. All right. So our order for longest to most recent uh, is Mikey, Josh, Stevie, and Judas. Um, Whoa. Judas is Papiot. <laughs> That's my name. Papa Dick Arnold. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is pretty straightforward. Um, you are gonna you're gonna guess a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, 
um, I, I've I, just to let the crowd know, I have gave them a blank sheet with uh, all the letters of the alphabet that his movies start with and the number of movies that start with that letter. And everyone's going to be getting one pass. So if it comes around to you and you just you're it's on the tip of your tongue, you, you can't think of it. You can pass and then you oh, get boy. like an extra round to come back. Except Mikey gets two passes. Oh. If you if you miss one or you don't get one, you're out. Nice. So, uh, Mikey, I guess it's up to you. Do you like to go first? Wait, quick question. Yeah. How do articles come into yeah, play? Okay. Yeah, two things. Two things. Articles do not count as the start of the letter of the movie. Okay. So that's your thes and your a's. Ands. And secondly, there are movies that have a number behind them, like uh, in a series, only counting as one. Boo. Okay. Boo. I just, come on, guys. We we knew what that was going to go. It's going to be a waste of a round. So, uh, Mikey, Boo. like to go first? I'm just guessing one. Yeah. All right. Uh, T, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Josh is up. P, Toy Story. One through yep. four. Yep. Stevie? Uh, let's go with... Uh, can I do a different one? Yeah, do whatever you want. keep doing T. No, do whatever you want. Oh, okay, cool. I'll do um, C, Cloud Atlas. Yep. F, Forest, Forest Gump. This is the last one I got. P, Philadelphia. Yep. Josh? Uh, P... Polar Express. Ah, oh, I was yep. gonna use that one. Nice, <laughs> Stevie. Uh, B for Big Pat. S saving, saving Private Ryan. Mikey. Um. G the Green Mile. Oh, that's good. Yep. A Apollo thirteen. Nice, Steve. Uh. This is the worst movie I ever saw in theaters. Huh. I'll go with See the Circle. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Spoilers movie. <sighs> I didn't know he was in that. What does he do in that? You don't want to know. Steve Jobs. He's, he's Steve Jobs. <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> he's Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with See uh, the first Spoilers movie, the preview episode, Castaway. Ah, uh, Mikey? Oh boy. Um Oh boy. Pass. Oof, early. Yeah, I know I can't think of anything. I mentioned this during the pod and it's when you yelled at me. T terminal. Yeah, I I'm sorry I again I'm sorry for yelling. I just figured it would be bad if you kept going. Right, we've been friends. I wasn't going to run, so thanks, Brad. We've been friends for so long. I would never break up with you like Eric Clapton would with Cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So natural. <laughs> Stevie, you're up. Let's see. Let's go with Tom Hanks got his groove back. L for Larry Crown. Nice. Uh, another spoilers movie. I think this is all of the spoilers movies. Another Brett pick. Our Road to Perdition. Ooh. Yep. Back at you, Mikey. Mm. Uh, you got some. T- I mean, take your time. You got some time. Just don't go crazy. Uh, well, see, we only watch funny Tom Hanks movies. I don't watch any of his serious, oh, this is the middle-aged 
Tom Hanks trying to get over a divorce movies. There's a lot, there's of, a funny lot movies. of those. A lot of funny movies in here still. Stop with uh, the clues. I'm root for Mikey. I, I know. I, I, I'm so bad at naming movies. Um, I, I told Brittany that. I said Mikey's going to be bad at this. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I got to bow out. You got another pass. Just you got another pass. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll pass again. Because you get the advantage. Do we get any misses or just passes? No, you don't get any misses. You, you have to use your pass wisely. Uh, One miss and you're out. You guys all running low? I'm passing. Okay. <laughs> Josh? Uh, for some reason, when Mikey was talking there, uh, Catch Me If You Can nice. popped <gasps> in there. Ah, damn it. So C, Catch Me If You Can. Stevie? Uh, let's go with C. Uh, Charlie Wilson's Wah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think this would be an L for A League of Their Own. Yep. Hilarious Hanks movie. This is going to be the end of Mikey, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Any of, uh, Larry Crown? Was he in that? I already said it. Yeah, he said it. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything. You're going to be really mad when I read off some of these at the end, but okay, Mikey's out. Josh? Stevie already said big, right? Yeah. Yep. I hate cinema. <laughs> you have a pass, right, Josh? Yeah, I'll use the pass. Stevie? I can't remember if this is a Cohen movie or not, but I remember not liking it as a kid. This is The Lady Killers. It is the Cohen movie. That was definitely a bomb by them, I believe. It was terrible. A movie they wrote, Bridge of Spies, B. What did you just say? They did wrote they write that? Yeah, they wrote Bridge of oh. Spies. Yeah. Nice. Did they really? Yeah. That's impressive. That's... Josh. Mm, B. Band of Brothers. That's not these are Does that count? These are theater movies, by the way. Uh, well, that wasn't one of your clauses. Okay, well I'm giving you a a, a break then. These are theater everything is these <laughs> theater movies. Band of Brothers, the movie. <laughs> Great guess. <laughs> All right, Josh, you out then? Yep, Josh out. Stevie, uh, let's go with a movie that uh, really sets the tone for love making. Let's go with uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, classic. let's go with the other one, just like that. You've got mail. Yes, classic. Is it both of those? Yeah, he's a star, both a man, and they're both Meg Ryan vehicles. Dude, this is his middle-aged white woman turn. <laughs> he had a big run of movies that was big with divorced white women. I thought one of those had uh, the guy from Mad About You in it. Paul Reiser? No. Stevie? <laughs> Pretty much the same uh, guy. That's Castaway. Let's go a future spoilers movie. Uh, Joe versus the Volcano. I, de- I nice. kept waiting for you. Oh, I just thought that of one. another one. Uh, I'll go with a movie that I saw in theaters with my cousin, Adam, uh, D the Da Vinci Code. Ah! Yep. Stevie? This is a battle. Uh, after the Da Vinci Code, there was Angels and Demons. Yep. So uh, why couldn't we go Toy Story 1 through 4? Because they're different titles. I'd made, I'd made the distinction. Once, uh... Uh, Craig T. Nelson was defeated. Uh, Tom Hanks said, I'm the captain now. Uh, captain Phillips. Yep. 
Stevie? Uh, future spoilers movie, Splash. <laughs> yep. More like bags. Uh, we were talking about this director right before the podcast, uh, Clint Eastwood Sully. Yep. Stick around till after the episode for bonus content. Nice. <laughs> Always. Um, you do have a pass, but Pappy's rolling right now. I don't know if I... I know he is. I know I'm just... <coughs> let's go with P. This movie sucked. Oh, let's go with the post. Yep. Oh, fuck. Good one. How current is this list? Does a beautiful... Every movie, every movie that's ever been released by him right now, as of right now. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Got it. Uh, let's go with the movie that should not have been nominated for Best Picture. <coughs> you just said the post. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Yeah, that heard that movie was a train wreck. Like it could have been cool, but it wasn't. How was that nominated? It's a good book. It came out the same year book. as Hugo, and they're very similar. And Hugo was a lot better. Hmm. Pat. Passed. There's still some gettable. Passed. There's still some gettable ones, but we're getting into the dicey territory. I passed. Okay. <sighs> this was like my one to win. I've been like holding on to it. Um, B, bachelor party. Yep. <sighs> I'm tapping. I don't have any more. Can I give you one, Brett? I have yes. one left, and that's the third Angels and Demons Da Vinci <laughs> bullshit. I don't even know what that's called. Yeah, It's called Inferno. Inferno. It's the last one. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Can, first of all, everyone, congrats to Stevie for Good winning trivia, but Josh... Good job. That was fun. Nail-biter. Go ahead, Josh. I wanted to shout out to C.J. Schaefer and Nick Carell. Yes, I can't believe you didn't do the C.J. Classic. The Burbs. The Burbs. <laughs> Okay, so what we have left, <laughs> what we have left is the bonfire, the vanities, the burbs. Uh, he has he's in cars. I've never seen it, but like he's like the Woody car. He's in cars. Did no one say the Green Mile? No one Mikey said. Mikey did. I said. Yeah, I said yeah. Green Mile. Um, Dragnet. Every time we say goodbye, never heard of it. Elvis has left the building. Never the, heard of it. The Great Buck Howard. Never heard of it. He knows you're alone. A hologram for the king. Never heard of either one of those. Ithaca Inferno. Uh, the man with one red shoe, the money pit, which is funny. Oh, money pit. Mark Damn felt it. nothing in common. Never heard of it. Punchline, and he's uncredited in the movie Radio Flyer. What? He's the guy at the. He's the old guy at the beginning telling the story. I've never seen it, but yeah. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh yeah. Oh damn it. The Simpsons movie. Never seen it. Oh, it's but funny. Saving Private. Wait, Band of Brothers doesn't count, but Simpson movie <laughs> counts. He's, yeah, it's a, it, it's a movie. It's a movie. That thing you do and volunteers, and that's it. So we are going that to... That works. Yeah, oh yeah. That's Plus pretty he, impressive. The producing the From Earth to the Moon was is really, really, really awesome if you like space at all. Uh, so we're going to uh, kick it to Spoiler Man while uh, we wait for Stevie to come up with this next movie. Spoiler Man here. 
Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. All right, and we're back. Thank you, Spoiler Man. Uh, we are going to kick it to Stevie. Um, This is <coughs> just a movie I love, and I feel like no one saw it, and it's just genius. I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about talking about it. We're going to do 2014's uh, starring Ethan Hawke, Predestination. <coughs> Predestination? What about the Fast and the Furious The pack? fix is Sorry, off. Dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Ethan Hawke did Boyhood and Predestination in 2014. Boyhood took 12 years to make, though, so... Yeah, so I guess he probably didn't have a lot to do in 2014. No, this is... Predestination's one of my comfort films, and I think it'd be a blast to talk about it. Cool. Exciting. All right, well... Uh, comfort film? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> With Ethan Hawke? And brutal gore? Like, does comfort film mean different things to other people? I just think of it as, like, a movie I can put on as background noise and not think much about it. Yeah. Any movie I have to stare at, Ethan Hawke's Ugly Mug is not a comfort <laughs> film for me. Wow. <laughs> Looks like a ferret. Y'all haters. Okay, so, uh, one, the streak is over. Uh, I guess I can kind of get start, get a little more funky free. I'm going to start doing, I'm going to do The Godfather, Inglorious Bastards. I'm going to start doing classics now. But, uh, <laughs> uh, rest in peace, rest in peace to Beasley. And, uh, Thanks. Wait, he's dead? He, well, he's the movie was made in eighteen eighty nine. Come on, man! Oh, you want him to be a forty year old dog just laying down <laughs> like that old dog and Family Guy? You'd look like the <laughs> Night King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everyone for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Actually, probably like the Mountain in season eight. tried to give I wanted to give Mikey an advantage but like <laughs> this like scream I, I try uh, this these trivia scream Stevie and Pappy and I but I love trivia like this so much yeah, so I'm sorry Pappy got me on uh, what's his name Harrison Ford uh, <laughs> yeah I like I, I could what I kept thinking of didn't get picked and then I didn't have I feel it. like I Pappy no was rolling cars Pappy was rolling, and then Stevie took one of his picks, and, like, Pappy was never the same after that. Yeah, that makes it tough. <laughs> it's like, if you're saving onto one, and that gets taken, and you've been thinking of that movie for, like, three straight minutes, that can really jack you up. Yep. All right, so when we come back, you want me just to tell her that we're going to watch the collection, or... Oh, <laughs> dude. God. <laughs> Are you ready, Stevie? 
Yeah, but I'll pick my own movie. I'm joking, dude. All right. What studio produced Richard Jewell? Uh, I don't know. We're getting sued. Yeah, they're not going to win that one. Getting sued? What? Uh, Warner Brothers. They're getting sued by the Atlanta paper that they take shots at because they were terrible and they deserved to be had shots taken at. That, that story made me sick, man. Well, I mean... Isn't it the journalists? I mean, aren't they saying that the journalists slept with an FBI agent to get information? Yeah, an ex-FBI agent. I just don't understand why I include that if it's not true. Why include that if it's not when true? The whole point but of the nobody movie, knows if it's true or not. But when the whole point of the movie is, like, media shouldn't slander people. <laughs> Isn't <it's> that... Slander. <laughs> well, that's should, not... Nobody knows that for sure. Like, well, right. Well, the whole, no one knew that Richard Jewell was the bomber or not. And that was the whole point of the story. No, was. what I'm saying because is, Clint we Eastwood don't know. Eastwood is a crazy old man. I'm saying Eastwood. They did, did like a lot of research, so that's like pretty much all he said. Don't equate the two. I, I get your point, but don't equate the two. I'm not, but I also heard that it was literally like two lines of dialogue in the movie, so it seems like they could just have cut it pretty easily. I just hate like when people do what I call like the Katherine Heigl thing, where they get paid by somebody and then they spend time bad mouthing it. Like they're knocked up. That's uh, what Olivia. That's what Olivia Wilde has done. Like, she makes the movie, she takes the paycheck, and then she like kind of rips on. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, well, Josh. Wait, you do that to save your future jobs, Brett. Like, if you were getting backhanded stuff, like left and right, if you're getting backlash left and right, wouldn't you be start saying like, "I just, hey, my bad." I just can't. <laughs> I just can't imagine Olivia Wilde didn't expect this signing on to do this movie. So I think that's on her a little bit. Also, like, why not make up a character if you're going to go that route instead of using the actual person's name? She, she said that her interpretation of it was that she and John Hamm were, like, already fucking and in a relationship of casually having sex. And that it wasn't a quid, talk. it was not a quid pro quo for it was just like, Was it, like, pillow talk or something? Yeah, but I... But apparently that's not the way the editing in the film makes it seem. So maybe if she was misled, I don't know. I could see being upset. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why does this always happen with his movies? <laughs> There's always something with Clint Eastwood's movies. Like the American Sniper, this stuff? Yeah. Josh, you, get, you were close to ready, Josh? So stupid. I haven't heard Josh speak.